Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Xavier Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. I wrote WrestleCast Radio on accident. <laughs> What's my, my fault? That's 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 the day I'm having, ladies and gentlemen. SportsCast Radio. We are now changed. <laughs> and you're and you're a little uh, little robotic right now. Am I? Yeah. Is that any better? No. Well, this could be a fun one then for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Here we go. We did not have any now. Yeah, there we go. Okay, good. I was going to say, we didn't really have any time to do uh, our mic check, but damn it, we're still here. We're rocking and rolling, and I'm excited. Jordan, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Doing just fine. Sitting there, uh, Lakers down 10-9 to against the Houston Rockets in their final home game of the season, even though they play the Clippers tomorrow. But it's technically a road game, which is bogus. Uh, but hey, I'm gonna have to go back to that show. But I think I, I think I, if they lose this game, I think I called the record on the dot. What What did you say the record was gonna be? I I, I thought I thought they said I thought I said they're gonna uh, they're finished with uh, what was it 34 wins? Yeah. Well, if they, they still have tomorrow. They have 34 wins right now. So if they win tomorrow or tonight, and I hope they prove you wrong, because you're a you're a damn Clipper Darrell fan, wishing Bucks <laughs> are Lakers. You know, obviously we're going to get to the NHL and NBA playoffs here later on the show. We're going to come at you hard with some MLB to start the show. But uh, I got to say, through 40 games, the Lakers were 11-29. and 29. The second set of 40 games, they went 24-16. and 16. I think that's a win. I mean, I guess. You guess? Like, you don't I think guess. going 24-16 is a win? Eight games over five? Yeah, but look at the look at at one point they were above 500 also at the beginning of the season and then they just started choking things back. Yeah, but that's like five games in. That's different. I don't know. Also, they have a rotating cast of of characters that are playing leader for the team. You know, Hart gets his time in. Kuzma was a star for a while there. Uh, Randall was 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 putting up numbers like. I don't know. Like I, I would like to see consistency out of everybody, though the full product, not just like one or two guys at at a, at a particular time. Oh, for sure. But I mean, come on now. This, this team won like 19 games last year. I mean, I guess they, you put it like that. They were they yeah. were tra- trash. I mean, come on, trash. trash. Yeah. I mean, they were they were trash. 20, 24 and 16 in the second set of 40. They've had injuries galore. The team is playing good. Randall. If it wasn't for Victor Oladipo, might be the most improved player in the NBA this year. I mean, I I think it's a lot of a lot of wins. Uh, speaking of not wins, uh, Utah is playing Golden State. What do you think the score is right now? If unless mm. unless you're looking, uh, I I am not looking. Uh, obviously, they uh, they still have uh, you know a win in, in connotations. Uh, Let's see, or not winning in, uh, rather, but uh, they're they're definitely looking for some seeding help in regards to some of their stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume they're getting whooped. Uh, Utah. Yeah. 
was 105 to 63. What? Uh, 105-63 Utah is up on Golden State. Is Steve Kerr playing? <laughs> the the uh, Utah Jazz are like 28-5 and five in their last 33. Um, number one defensive team in the league, I believe, right now in the stretch. And, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this. Donovan Mitchell's got 22 right now. He's shooting eight for 12. They have two guys on the bench with 11 and a third guy who's a point away from getting into double digits. Golden now, State, Clay's got 19, Durant's got 13, and and that's Kevin Looney has 10. That's it. I, I gotta I gotta ask, like uh, you know, with the with the NBA. I mean, you know, we're gonna get to the NBA talk later, but I mean, maybe this will be a question for later. Uh, what, what do you want to do here? Let's let's change up our format. Save that as a cliffhanger. We're gonna go basketball first, and then we're gonna go baseball. So let me let me flip it up a little bit. We're 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 crazy tonight. We're flip crazy. It. My my step goal said I did like fifteen thousand three hundred steps in eight hours. Them is Vegas I was, right there. I worked for like man, I was gone all day. That was hell. But damn it, that doesn't matter because because I found a a what is this an extra citra pale ale surly that Alex did not have. Uh, during WrestleMania, that I am going to slowly indulge and wind down as we're going to talk NHL tonight. I cannot wait. I am so excited, Jordan, to talk Starts hockey. Tomorrow. Wild play at 6 o'clock. I got to work till 9, but damn it, I will watch it when I get home, <laughs> if I can. We got we got standing eight count. But uh, let's, let's, take your, let's take your question. Let's stash it. You know what? What's your question? Just give me the question first. I mean, is it is it the Warriors pulling the Spurs? They have nothing to gain and nothing to lose. The two spot is theirs. Who cares if they next. take a night off? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you next then. See, that right. uses a cliffhanger. I like <laughs> no, it. I like it. Yes, George with me. Ryan Cook here. George just here. We're rocking out. We're getting comfortable. I'm just, I, I got to get my, I got to settle down here so this break is going to be good for me. Uh, before we forget, though, Alex is going to tell you about the great, the great deer stand over at FML Solutions. The inventory is almost gone, people. You've been buying them. Once they're gone, the patent's not – I believe the patent has officially been been purchased. So these these costs may go up on these. So, you know, shout out to you guys for, for, for buying some stuff. But if you want one and you didn't get one, get it now. Get it while it's cheap. Get it while it's hot. Sportscast Radio. That first run. That Looking season. to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Missing out on an awesome show sucks. 
SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers yes! and Enzo Amoris. No! Sorry, no! Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag. To marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then, after it marinates, no, you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, Jamie! You Alexa, that's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. take our great great uh great guys over at fanatics and and when she's like mm, i'm gonna get this one for steven and when she's like oh and i want to get this michigan sweatshirt for and then i want to go jordan and have it have it 
just for you, because you know I, I know you love your Michigan Wolverines. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that every time. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, so it's, you I gag me. a little every time with that commercial too. It's gross. <laughs> like when it says Ryan too, I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, Ryan. It'd be like me getting a Clipper shirt. It'd be like me getting a Clipper shirt legit. You know what I mean? Like it would hurt me, yeah. but it would hurt you more. You know, the thing that almost hurt me the most, uh, uh, two Christmases ago, we were at Elijah's house, and he hands me a bag with my stuff in it for Christmas. And I'm like, thanks, man. And he's like, I apologize, because, you know, there, there was supposed to be more in there. And his wife's like, I thought you were getting him that jersey. And I'm like, you were going to get me a jersey? And he's like, yeah, I almost bought you a Dwight Howard Lakers jersey, but I decided I, did. I didn't want you mad instead of laughing at the rib. And I just <laughs> stared at him. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if I would have been happy or sad. Or, you know, what, what my emotions would have been if you would have played with them that way. And she looked at him and she's like, oh, he really would have liked it. And I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't think you understand. And then obviously I laughed. But in the back of my head, I'm like, if you son of a bitch ever bought me a Dwight Howard Lakers jersey, so help me God. <laughs> but you asked me a question before we went on break. And I think... I, I, you know, it, it almost kind of goes back to that, to what I said to you a couple of weeks ago, where is Cleveland intentionally trying to get into like a four seed if possible and avoid playing the Sixers or the Raptors until the conference finals? Yeah. If Utah beats Golden State tonight, we have two scenarios on Wednesday. One of them being obviously the 46 and 35 Nuggets take on the 46 and 35 Timberwolves. Winner takes the eighth seed. But with this beating of Golden State tonight, the Utah Jazz can, can play themselves from losing to Golden State and losing to Portland tomorrow. They would end up as the seventh seed, which means Golden State has to play the hottest or second hottest team in the NBA in round one with no Steph Curry. I know they're not scared of people, but that's not maybe something I want to do. And, and when I say not wanting to do. You look at this Utah team right now. Rudy Gobert's playing out of his mind. They got they got this guy, if you don't know, named Donovan Mitchell, who might steal the rookie of the year away from Ben Simmons. And Ricky Rubio got a tattoo and like a sleeve and like a dope like model haircut and is just balling out. Dude shooting like forty percent or something from the arc in the last like twenty games. Like I didn't think he could shoot forty percent from the layup you know, doing a layup. From from what we saw, so I kind of wonder if they're taking it easy. Uh, you know, I I do too. Again, I I look at it and uh, and again they got they got nothing to gain by playing these games. There's they there's they can't gain anything. They can't lose anything. At this point, I think it's try and stay healthy, rest up, don't exert yourself, don't get um, you know more technicals. Uh, you know, just kind of kind of meander about. Um, I think Steve Kerr, being the consummate showman that he is, still puts on the, the face like that's terrible. We didn't play. You know, he's, he's, he's obviously a wonderful coach. If, if anybody denies Steve Kerr's ability to coach, um, I question your, your judgment as a human being. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, his, his pedigree is that of the two, uh, the two winningest coaches of this generation. I mean, get out of here. So, so – He's going to say all the right things to make it seem like he's disappointing his team, but fact of the matter is, they got nothing to play for. You know, and, they, they're 
they, they just have to wait to let the chips fall where they may. If they end up playing the Jazz, I honestly don't think I don't think the Warriors are really scared of anybody short of those top three teams. Um, maybe, maybe the th- is, it, is the Jazz a top three team though? Mm. That you know, and that's I guess that's another good question too, because the Trailblazers are literally right there. <laughs> you know, like if you look and, at and three through three Portland's through on nine, a streak. Portland's on yeah. a four-game losing streak. Utah's on a five-game winning streak. You know, I just I'm just saying, and and here's the kicker, not not to cut you off, but to finish my my point of this. If they so Utah beats them, everything's great. If Portland gets out of this slump and beats Utah, Golden State avoids Utah till the conference finals now. They won't, because if they take the three or get bumped down to six, they're playing Utah in round two. But if Utah falls or wins and then loses tomorrow and gets a four seed or a five seed, then they get to have Utah play Houston in the second round bearing no upsets, and now you've eliminated one of your two problems without even having to play them. That's yeah. why I think this is so – you're right when, when we talk about it. Yeah. You know, you know, a funny thing is you want to talk about streaks right now. If you look at the – outside of the top three teams, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine all have two game or better winning streaks right now. Um, six. I mean, everybody's winning. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, you got the Pelicans with four straight, um, the Jazz obviously cruising to their sixth straight at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the the, the winning in I mean the winning in factor for the for the Timberwolves. Does anything ever come easy for for a Minnesota team like when it comes to the playoffs? <laughs> you know, and and I think the worst part about this too is we did that NBA preview and. I remember Elijah and Kevin Draves were on, and I, maybe even Hagberg. I, I don't even remember. It, we had a whole, you know, conglomerate of people on. And I remember getting dogged because I said, look, I don't think the Timberwolves' year is until next year. I think that they need a year together to figure this out with the new coach and a new system. And I think they're going to be right there at the cusp. But if they don't get in, people need to not, you know, bring out the torches and freak out because anything over 500 people should be damn happy about this. You know, how many, how many, how many years in a row we picked in the top 10? Yeah. I, but I, I mean, even so with, with that, with the, with the talent that we had and, and, and that's the other problem. And, and this also, I'll, I'll say to be perfectly honest is, um, same with the Lakers. Uh, you know, you, when you look at that pick in the top 10, those lottery picks, you know, that stuff's got to come to bloom. You know what I mean? Uh, that stuff's got to be start really, really assessing um, some great dividends at this point. And, and I feel like they're underperforming to what they should. And, 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 and more so, more so for the Timberwolves because of the, uh, the veteran leadership that they've picked up. And granted, some injuries occurred. But fact of the matter is, you know, you had, you had a guy who was, who was anointed at one point in Wiggins who fell off. You have uh, you have Towns, who is supposed to be a perennial MVP pick from here until he retires um, at, at this point, um, and and they're not they're not leading it in the absence of a Jimmy Butler, and and that's the thing that scares me more than anything. They should be. They honestly, there's no reason. They sh- there's no reason, especially in this cluster. I feel like they should have at least five more victories than they should. They should be the oh, three yeah. seed. 
Dude, we, we got beat by the Grizzlies by like 20 a few, like yeah. a week ago at home, I think. Like, and and yeah. that's the one thing, you know, you, you bring up the Lakers, and I think it's a fair comparison because, you know, they're two teams that we're passionate about. The difference is the Lakers have a huge jump and are on the verge of being better than the Timberwolves next year because they can draft well. But if that's, you, that's look, my point. The, the Timberwolves point. never draft well. The the only like seriously, if you if you look at the Timberwolves draft record in the last fifteen years, tell me one person aside from Towns because that was a freaking layup that they've done right in drafting. There isn't. You look at the Lakers over the last five years. I mean, you know they're they're what ten less than ten years removed from a title. Nine years ago, I think they won a title. Um, Seven years since the playoffs, I think it is. Uh, four years. It's it was uh it's the last four seasons. Because remember we made it that Dwight, the, the the Lakers they made it in like 2014. I thought it was five years. They had, I we had five losing seasons. Yeah, this will be number five. This will be the fifth one. The, it was okay, the, the Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Paul Gasol and yeah. Kobe. Are working. Kobe won 28 out of 40 games, tearing his ACL and making those shots. I mean, yeah. now, and, and, you know, and that was because I will get us there even with this punk Dwight Howard on the team. But that's another <laughs> story. But what I'm, what I'm saying is look at the Lakers' track record. Thomas Bryant in the second round is, is a gem that they have stashed. Kyle Kuzma at 27. Josh Hart at 30. Yeah. All the, they they can they draft well. Julius Randle would be a senior in Kentucky this year, and he's balling out of his mind right now. Brandon Ingram is is figuring it out. When he's been healthy this season, he has been a force out there. You look at Larry Nance who, and Jordan Clarkson, guys they got in the late first second round. Look what they fetched. They got us Isaiah Thomas, who was a who was a blessing in disguise, and another first round pick. You know, D'Angelo Russell, we drafted him. He fetched us Kuzma Hart and, and got rid of Mozgov. We, the Lakers draft really well. And Lonzo, I mean, Lonzo, Lonzo took skeptics and, and flipped them and got comfortable, and everyone went, wow, he really actually might be something. It was early uh, jitters, whatever. But you look at, look at the Timberwolves. 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago, Timberwolves. Dude, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> this was, look at, we took we took Wes Johnson over Paul George. We took Derek Williams over Clay Thompson. When Clay Thompson's father called David Kahn and said, "Look, my son would would love to play for you. I played college there with Flip," and yep. he still took Derek Williams. You know, we we took Trey Burke and flipped him for Shabazz Muhammad because we needed a small forward, yet Giannis Antetokounmpo sitting right there. And we're like, now nah, we don't want any more foreign guys. We drafted Johnny Flynn. The Timberwolves can't draft. And we finally, we finally draft some, some decent talent that, you know, in Dunn and Levine that fetched us Butler. How long did it take us to do that right? Yeah, that's true. You, you know, know, you know, looking at, there was, there was some, Again, and I think it's poor personnel moves overall for them. Because look at um, look when we took Grant, we took Johnny Flynn, but we had Ricky Rubio that we took ahead of him. Then we took Johnny Flynn, and then we also skipped up on on Ty Lawson, who became extremely serviceable. I mean, that that year in 2009, we had six draft picks. Three of them would, uh, well, uh, two of them 
are still starting uh, in, in or playing solid minutes in NBA teams. Dude, not even that. Think of the year after when we traded, we made 19 deals just so he could accrue enough money to fire Kurt Rambis. That's the yeah. kind of crap we do. I mean, we lost, we had Will Barton at one point for nothing, and that dude's a stud in Denver, and he may be the guy who beats us tomorrow. Yep. They, and, and, oh, my God, you know, it makes it even worse when you say that Johnny Flynn was the second pick, being the second point guard we didn't need. We could have took DeMar DeRozan. Yep. That's the problem is this team never drafts well. You know, yeah. Thibodeau comes in, and we're 11 games over 500, and people go, he needs to be fired. Why? He took this team who was trash. I mean, we picked seventh last year. So as much as, yeah, you know, it's young guys figuring it out, they weren't figuring it out at all last year for the fact that we had the seventh pick in the draft. And he gets us to 11 games over 500, and if we win tomorrow, we finish 12 over 500, make the playoffs, and people want him fired. That's stupid. I think that's just stupid. I agree. I do agree with that, I, I, especially, especially with the fact that we're, again, three to five wins away from the three seed. The West, <laughs> the West is the West. All right? That's what that is. Uh, I, mean, that, I mean, are you kidding? You're... you're we would be a game out of the third seed. A yeah. game. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. The fact that, uh, again, the 10th um, the best team, which is the Clippers uh, in the West, uh, would, be the, uh, would be the eighth seed in, in, uh, in the East. However, the next, uh, if, you, if you look at the, the next subsequent teams, the nine, uh, everyone else who's 47 wins or better because it's going to take 47 wins, that puts you at the sixth seed. The Pacers have 48 wins. They're five seed. It's so top-heavy in the east, and then it's so clustered in the, in the west. And I don't know, I, some, would, some would argue that it's a sign of mediocrity, especially when you look at a teams like the Spurs, who are obviously aging, um, the Thunder, who are, are, are by and large uh, kind of two-trick ponies as far as that goes. But, but same with the Pelicans, and even then the Pelicans are gimped right now, and they're still winning games. I, I, I Anthony don't... Davis is like, uh, can I have that trophy? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you know, and that's the thing is, it, it's, everyone thinks that it's uh, it's strictly the beard, but man, I I honestly, I mean, here here's here's the difference between uh, the beard and the brow. Uh, at, at one point, if you, it, Blake Griffin was an MVP candidate when he was playing with Chris Paul. I mean, let's keep it real. Yeah, you're not, okay. you're not wrong. I, if, I, if I could play with Chris Paul, I, I would be an MVP. Okay, I'm, 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 I might be exaggerating a little bit there, but I, like, I could get points with Chris Paul in a pro offense. Uh, or, or I'm going to get a broken <laughs> nose from catching a dime uh, or it to the face. But but fact of the matter is he got a, he got, he's, he's got an excellent teammate, again, the best point guard of this generation and, and, and none of it's, and it's, 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 and granted they've, they've played well together, but in fact of the matter is if they think it's a one, if he's the MVP on that team, they're sadly mistaken. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I guess I'll toot his horn a little bit because I might be seeing him in my colors next year. LeBron James is about to, for the first time in his career, play 82 games. Yeah. (laughs) And he's, He's playing, uh, you know, he's played 37 minutes this year. Dude's scoring 28 points. He's getting a block, a steal and a half. 
and he's averaging nine and nine on the boards and dimes, he might be having the best career. He he has a career high in rebounds and a career high in assists this season. And it's like his third or fourth highest scoring season. Who is he passing to? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That was really you know, but like, but like that—that's the thing. Like, I, uh, LeBron James having that year, like that's—that's that's an MVP year. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, LeBron James has seventy more points than James Harden. Uh, you know, I mean, I—I I, I don't know. I just, but it's, it's, you know, it's—it's it's a good talker with with what you brought up with the with the beard, and I think that's a great point, Jordan. Is Everybody says, yeah, this is the Beard's trophy. But let's not forget how good LeBron James is playing. Let's not forget how good Anthony Davis loses to Marcus Cousins. And everyone goes, man, New Orleans really took a great great shot when they got Cousins last year. A full year was really starting to work. You know, and, and everyone's like, you know, Anthony Davis wants boogie back next year. They don't know if they'll do it because the team's going to suck now. And he's going, no, I'm going to win without him. And now you can, now you have to bring him back because you're going to see what we could do together. Like Anthony Davis is willing this to happen. He yeah. deserves some praise. Like you said, you know, yep. it's, it's really, really interesting to see how some of these people are, are just going off. Yeah. I, and I mean, look at, look at, I mean, look at a guy like Al Horford. Oh, he's he's got to win. Def- I think he's your defensive MVP. He's backstop. Boston loses Kyrie and Gordon Haywood, the two guys they bring in, and they're still hanging on to the two seed. But look how look how. I mean, he, this, he's he's a ten year veteran. Look at the numbers he's putting up. He's averaging like uh, what thirteen and seven. Yeah, he he's been, but he has been a freak on the defensive floor this year. I mean, oh, absolutely. It's it's just it's interesting, you know, like like you said, you know, everybody brought up the beard and it's like I think you gotta look at some other people with what they're obviously the sixty four and sixteen record is the big thing that people are looking at. And I think yeah. so many people are going, Wow, they're they're a better than Golden State. James Harden. Well, yeah, but like you said, they brought Chris Ball in. It's yeah. not like he's doing you know he didn't pass Golden State in the regular season, that doesn't mean anything. We've seen yeah. LeBron not care half the time in the regular season, and then they just get in. Yep. Golden State's like, once we're in, it's all we need to do. They're, look, Golden State's going to hand Oklahoma City their ass in the first round. And then they're going to get Curry back for round two, and they'll take on the winner of, you know, Portland or Utah against the Spurs or the Pelicans, whoever, you know, whoever it ends up being. Now, probably run through. And now they're healthy and back in rhythm for, for Houston. And I don't know if a hundred percent healthy and in rhythm Golden State team can lose four in seven games. Yeah. Now, how now looking looking at that potential first round matchup, just just on that one in the, in the face value, is the uh, is Golden State, Oklahoma State, must uh, must the must watch series in the first round? I mean, I mean, OKC and Golden State's fun because you got Durant versus Westbrook, and I think yep. that's always a story. Uh, Paul George, uh, you know, with uh, Draymond Green should be a fun interaction. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. And, I mean, you know, once again, can Carmelo do something that, you know, 
is is and you know it brings up the is Carmelo Anthony, you know, one of the is he just Tracy McGrady? I guess is the easiest way to put it. You know, yeah. is he nothing more. Yeah, that, that's very true. Where every you know he get, he got put on such a pedestal because uh, oh Lakers took the lead. Uh, he got put on such a pedestal because he won the Rookie of the Year over LeBron when he had a much better team in Denver. So everyone's like, oh, I can't believe he's not as good as he is. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's just Tracy McGrady. He can score a lot because he doesn't play defense. Yeah. But, I, man, these these games tomorrow are so decisive on things. San Antonio plays the Pelicans. Denver, Minnesota. Yeah. Utah, Portland, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Toronto, Miami, all these things have playoff implications on seeding. Yeah. And so many games. Huge. So many Huge. games. I, and it, that's awesome. That's what you want. That's what you, uh, it's, it's the, it's the, it's, you know, you, you get a win and in, you get all the seeding implications for, for what's going to be, uh, for who's going where for your matchups, especially in the West. The East is a little, a little more clean as far as it goes. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Is there a matchup in the East that intrigues you, potentially? Um, if we're looking at everything the way it's seated right now, I think the 3-6 matchup between the Sixers and the Bucks could be really, really fun. I also think, and I think this is pretty much a lock that it's going to happen, but a four-seeded Cavs taking on a five-seeded Pacers. Once again, Cleveland gets to avoid Philly in the first round. But now, if Philly takes that three-seed, Philly's got to win tomorrow against Milwaukee. But if Philly beats Milwaukee, Philly gets the three-seed, which means Cleveland's got to play Toronto in the second round. And I know they got Toronto's number usually, but this, mm-hmm. this rap looks like a, you know they look like a unit. That's that's really working well. They're thirty four yeah. and seven at home. They're on a yeah. four game winning streak, and they're going to have home court for once instead of not having it. So I think yeah. with that, if I'm Indiana, I'm looking at Cleveland as the four five. As you know, like I said, the, the three six of Philly Milwaukee. But if I'm Indiana at the five playing Cleveland, I played Cleveland really well this year. They're on the ropes. They're not used to not being a top two, three seed or whatever. Who's to say a guy like Victor Oladipo doesn't come in there and finish what he started this year on, on route to probably being the most improved player? What if Indiana knocks Cleveland out in round one? Wow. End of an era then. I mean, that's because if you look at the, um, those Pacer series where they, where they, where they went toe to toe with the Cavs for so long to try and get, get past them. And this is this, this would be the one that gets them through there. I, I think it'd be I, I think it'd be kind of be poetry in motion in regards to that. But um, man, I, I, it could happen. I'm not saying it's not, but it's. I, I would say it's still highly unlikely the way that LeBron's playing. I, I think LeBron can easily get him to, uh, out of the first round for sure. The second round becomes a little more sketch though, when you know, like you said, the Raptors playing as hot as they are, as balanced as they are. Uh, that that becomes a uh, an issue. I, I think we're all foregoing the Wizards because they're mediocre uh, as far as it goes. 
I mean, Wizards have won three of their last ten. They're not – I mean, yes, they won yesterday or today, whenever they played. But, I mean, be, let's be realistic. They were two and seven their last nine going into this. It's not like they're world beaters going into the playoffs right now. And, if they, you know, they're going to run into a 34-7 and seven at home Raptors team. That doesn't scare me. That you know, and that's a cakewalk for Toronto. So now Toronto gets gets an easy pass. Cleveland's going to have trouble, I think, with Indiana. I may be wrong, but I think they're going to have trouble. I think they do beat them. So now, if Cleveland goes six with with the Pacers, Toronto sweeps Washington. Cleveland goes to Toronto. Do you still think Cleveland takes out Toronto? Uh, I think I think it's t- I think it's I think it's tougher than it sounds. But I do think, I think the Cavs get them. I, I do. I think part of it. I think the Raptors, uh, the Raptors may feel like uh, they may feel like the Twins against the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where they they can't they, for some reason they can't beat LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's that. You know, Drake can sit on the court all he wants. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, they can play God's Plan seven hundred times on the speakers uh, at each game. Yeah. But but I just don't I don't know I, I don't know if the Cavs uh, the Cavs are going to lighten up on, on the Raptors or if the Raptors can do it. But it, I think this is the year that it can happen if there is going to be one. So let's, okay, let's let's take this another step. Philadelphia now. I don't think they have anything to worry about against you know if they beat Milwaukee and they beat them bad tomorrow. That's their first round opponent. Doesn't scare me if I'm Philly. And if I play Miami, not scared either. Boston manages to win their first round. You look at Philly now. Yes, they're on the road against the Celtics, but this is a beat up Celtics team. Yep. And this is this very a very vulnerable team. I think Philly knocks them off. I think the process continues. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Unfortunately, you know, losing, uh, you know, losing Kyrie is obviously the the biggest issue of um, that the Celtics experienced, especially this late in the season, for him to go as hard as he did, and in yeah, that's another person who honestly deserves some some MVP votes. Like if if any ah man, that's just a, like another reason to give me like on my anti James Harden rant. But like it's another player <laughs> who did it without without support. You know what I mean for for the longest or aging support for for mm-hmm. for lack of a better. I mean that that dude. For that first uh, what first twenty games of the season or whatever, like, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, he was he was he was on fire. It was unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, and it's huge. Boston, Boston, they had a good run this year, and 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 even as a Laker fan, uh, who I, I was kind of rooting for him just in the aspect that you know what, Kyrie's uh, yeah, yeah, you. But at the same time, you know what I mean. Like I I I like Kyrie's game. I thought, uh, you know, whatever happened in Cleveland, at least, at least I think it was about basketball more than more than anything. You know what I mean? Um, and he wanted to prove that he's the best, and, and I got no problem with that. I think he did a, a, an amiable job uh, this season, and I look forward to seeing him do it next year too. And, and next but they, year, they get listen, bounced out against they get bounced out against Philly if they play him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, yes, they'll have they'll have Horford back next year. And then they got another pick coming, I think. That, you know, if the Lakers pick is 2 through 5, they get the Lakers pick instead of the Sixers, I believe. So they may have a top 5 pick again next year and then in 2019 they have Sacramento's pick. 
Uh, you want to talk about a GM making moves. My goodness. <laughs> we, every time we talk about uh, Danny A's, we should play that Big Sean song. I'll make the moves. Oh, I got the moves. Yeah. <laughs> I, get the, yeah. I make the big moves. I make the trade work. <laughs> but, oh you know, real quick, look at this. I, I didn't even put think about this until right now. Toronto, Boston, Philly are the one, two, three. They're, the, they're first, second, and third in the Atlantic Division. This Atlantic Division is dominating the Eastern Conference. They have the top three teams in that conference. But getting back to where I was going, so now you have the Sixers, steamroller first opponent, probably. Beat the Celtics, probably. They now play a Cavs team who's had a hell of a time with Toronto and Indiana, assuming. They have home court against Cleveland. Cleveland got whooped on by the Sixers. And let's not forget the Sixers are riding a 15-game win streak right now. Can Philly knock off Cleveland and make it to the NBA Finals? What a story that. Uh, you know, here's the thing is Philadelphia, if that happens, they just won the Super Bowl. Their men's team won the NCAA championship. And you have the Sixers potentially taking home the Larry O'Brien trophy. <laughs> That's you know, ridiculous. What's the beauty of all this, these stupid Philly fans? And I'm sorry, because you guys might not be stupid, but you guys are just jerks. You, you're, you're broad street bullies that you guys covet and love so much in the city of Philly. Just can't beat Sidney Crosby, baby. And you're crossing. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> You'll never get that one. Oh man! Yeah, Nolan Patrick. But man, that's just but, uh, no. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, 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 I think I think Philly's got the shot. Philly's uh, it's Philly's got a good. This is this is a good shot for Philly if if there is based on the routes that that are there. Um, you know, looking over at the West, I brought him up before. With the way that they're playing, you know, if they win again tomorrow, do you think Utah could beat Golden State or Houston? With just they're playing so well as a unit and so tough defensively that it, it reminds me of those old throwback style teams that would make deep playoff runs without stars. You know, I mean, yes, they had stars. You know, they, 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 Donovan Mitchell is a star. Rudy Gobert might be the best defensive center in the NBA. Ricky Rubio is playing like an all-star right now. So I'm not saying that they don't have stars, but, you know, the old, those old Pistons teams with, with Wallace and Tayshawn never had, like, the greatest players, but they were so tough defensively that they, you know, they were always tough. Can Utah beat up one of those teams and get to a conference finals? They can, I think they have a better shot of beating a team like Houston. Houston has shown year after year, especially with the D'Antoni years offense, that they can get to the playoffs. They can put up points, but those numbers go down when the defense goes up. And when does the defense go up? Playoffs. The NBA playoffs. Yeah, James Harden, 14 turnovers uh, in the deciding game last year. And that was like the second time he had teen, in the teens on turnovers. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I still think Golden State comes out of the, the West barring somebody really getting hurt with the simple fact of, you know, you, have, you, you could argue that you have the best player 
at each position in the NBA. I mean, there's, I mean, it's it's debatable, but you can make a case for Steph Curry. I mean, he won back-to-back MVPs. The only player in the history of the NBA to be a unanimous MVP definitely deserves consideration to be. He's having a tremendous. I mean, you look at his year; he's having an incredible season that nobody's talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clay Thompson. I mean, you could argue he's the best two guard in the NBA. I think it's extremely. Uh, debatable that you could put him number one. Obviously, a lot of people think Kevin Durant is not only the best small four, but the best player in the NBA. And with how lacking the four has been in the last few years, Draymond could be the best power four in basketball. I mean, they may have the best player at four of the five positions. Yeah. And the fact that he can pass the ball and they're not selfish, and, and it almost seems like they've been playing together for 20 years, I mean, it's I just I don't know how you beat that. Yeah. I really don't. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. And they have you know, the, the, the best center at circa Shaq and a Fool, uh, most Shaq and a Fool appearances uh, uh, ever. Uh, Javale! <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this, and then we're going to get to uh, a kind of, kind of an interesting NBA thing I want to talk to you about. But, um, What's your finals? Oh, I wasn't prepared for a finals. I'm going, I'm going to give to, you a quick I'm going 30 to Golden State, just, Philadelphia. Okay. I was going to play Paul Pierce talking about ostriches again uh, in case you needed a second because that's always No, I, I, no. <laughs> no. Ostrich, you're killing me. Um, God, it's not crazy. I'm going to go – this is going to be an even more out-there pick because – and and I'm saying that with, with you saying Philly, which is insane to think. I'm going to go Golden State-Toronto. Mm. And I say it's more out there because Toronto seems to be the team that never can perform in the playoffs. Whereas Philly is – here's the thing that's scary too, guys. You know, everyone listening, Boston, Toronto, Cleveland, you know, yeah, everyone looks at them. Philly's coming in with nothing to lose. This is a team that hasn't won in years, and suddenly they're 21 games over 500, winning 15 straight. Talk about a team that is scary because they have no fear. They've never lost in a playoff series, so they don't know what it's like to go through it and feel heartbreak. They're going to come into this thing going, yeah, maybe we can do this. That's going to be scary. Because they, you know, and that's the other thing. If I got to take one dark horse team that I think comes out, and, and here, here's, here's my crazy, you heard it here first, Jordan. I think there's a better than 20% chance that we get Utah Philly in the championship. Hmm. Is that nuts? That's, that's pretty nuts. I, I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to Google right now what's, uh, at our next break, what the odds are of uh, Utah winning the championship? I like it. I like it because man, I'll take it. I'll take it. I did have speaking of like betting. What you know, I'll, I can bring this up to you later in the show. But I do want to talk about one other thing here too. And this is this is kind of a, a nice way we can transition into baseball as well because it's a two part question. I heard I heard some people talking about it today, and I wanted to to mention it as well to you and get your thoughts on it. Um, obviously the LA Clippers have, you know, 
failed with, with their experiment of what they were trying to do. Uh, what do you think is the bigger heartbreak if you're a Clipper fan or if you're the Clippers in general, if you're Steve Ballmer and what you're trying to do? Are you more mad that the experiment with, with Paul Griffin and DeAndre didn't win you a championship or didn't get you out of the second round? And, you know, man, we thought we really had a team that could win. We just didn't do it. Or is it more disheartening being the Lakers finally were in peril and sucked for five years, and that's something that never happens, and you couldn't take the city from it? Is that even worse? Um, they gave you on a platter this team, I and think, you crapped it away. I think the I think the bigger issue is still going to be the fact that they didn't, the, the playoff aspect. I think it's more personal than it is the city, because because if they win those playoffs, they have the city, right? Mm-hmm. If they if they if they if they push that, they're still the relevant ones. However, the story of the Lakers' worst five years in history dominates. I mean that that's still you know it's not it's not that it's then the the uh, the 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 Clippers best years in history. It's, it's the Lakers worst years. You know what I mean? So, so that's awesome. By you the way, know, that, in a that, bad that, way. Oh yeah, I know. But, but that's the thing is if, and, and they had, a, they had an awesome team for a little while there. And, and honestly, it, it, it kind of shocks me that they didn't at least go to a Western conference finals. Um, but, but yeah, I, that, that's, that's just where it is with the clips. I, it's it's I, I love that answer because more people were were interested in the Lakers trying to not lose than the Clippers trying to win. I love it, Jordan. You can go tell your buddy Chuck the Condor to suck it. Damn <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, damn it. Anyway, I, I'm I'm sorry. That was a, that was a little rude of me. That was a little rude of me. Now. This is something that we can use to transition into baseball in a moment because of, of the same situation with the same city, and I, I definitely want to talk about that. But before we talk about that, I think we do have to drop a little knowledge on you because we got two of these some bitches tonight, Jordan. Real MVP, ladies and gentlemen. I need, I'm trying to boot up a clip real quick that I couldn't get onto the onto the board, so I'm gonna mute myself while I find this clip to play it for you for one of my two. But Jordan, I'm gonna let you drop some knowledge first. Who is your first of two real MVPs tonight? Uh, you know, uh, obviously we missed the NCAA tournament uh, and didn't talk too much about it. Uh, the men's side, obviously we had tons of upsets, tons of things to talk about. Um, but I want to shine some on the ladies' side. Uh, my first MB, uh, MVP of the night uh, goes to Arike Ogumbawale of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, knocking down not one but two back-to-back buzzer beaters to get them out of the Final Four and winning the coveted NCAA Women's Basketball national championship uh big shout outs to her uh watched her on the ellen show meet kobe kobe gave her the big shout out so i'm sure you're happy to get a little laker love in there um yeah i was watching that 
Mom was like, yeah. you got to do it. And she did it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, just awesome. Just, uh, I mean, ice in the veins. Two games in a row like that, man. That's just uh, yeah, just amazing. Truly MVP. Watched her interviews and stuff like that, too. Really humble, really chill. So, yeah, uh, shout-outs to her, uh, the whole Notre Dame-Irish uh, ladies basketball team. I think their coach actually got the 800th win on that tournament as well. So, yeah, Muffin, uh, Muffin, what's her name? Muffin, uh, Muffin, I can't remember her damn name. is Muffet Martin or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, it was like Muffet, Muffet Martin or something. Muffet Martin. I, I don't know why I keep saying Martin. I don't think it was Martin. Muffet, I, Muffet I, McGraw. Come on, man. McGraw. I knew it was something like, something like, but I kept thinking, like, all I could spit out was Martin. It was like, you're trying to ask somebody on a date and you just keep saying, like, frogs, frogs. And they're like, why do you keep saying frogs to me? Like, frogs, frogs. And you walk <laughs> away. That never happened to me, but I just thought it was a, you know, an example that somebody would maybe want to use. Uh, uh, that sounds like something that might have happened to you. I, I'm sure that that might be like a repressed memory that just came forward. That's, that's really weird. Frogs. <laughs> no. <laughs> when I'm about to get turned out and I don't know what else to say, I just say this. Oh, fuck, Aaron. Because that, that usually <laughs> takes care of things for me. Uh, shout out to her. She had like 43 shots, and every one of them were contested, by the way, in that yeah. turn, in those final two games. And the awesome. best part about the buzzer beater was there was that that little white girl who looked like Hayden Panettiere or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when she hit that shot, the camera angle showed her turned around, just walking away with her. Just this most like, I didn't get my pony on Christmas type face. I have ever mm-hmm. seen somebody have in my life. Mm-hmm. I like paused it, made Jen come in the other room to like, look at this girl. She's bought her as hell. And it was, it was fantastic. Uh, my <laughs> real MVP gets some Laker love as well. I can't wait to see the stat line on it. Cause I haven't looked yet. Andre Ingram. People probably haven't heard of this gentleman. He's 32 years old. He's been in the D League since 2007. Okay, he was part of the Utah team that got uh, terminated and disbanded and, and basically closed. He ended up on the Defenders, the Lakers G League team, because they just needed to put these players somewhere. He's shooting 48% from the three-point line this year. Uh, he's one of the, he has the most three pointers made in D league history. And, uh, yesterday, um, they bumped the exit interviews a day early up for the, the defenders. And, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, Joey bus and I can't remember the, the GM's name for the defenders. Um, I had it in my head, but he was there, you know, and, and the coach is there and then magic and Plinka. And they basically do, you know, your exit interview, how you did this season, what they think about your career, things like that. Anyway, they they told everyone that they were bringing in for, you know, behind the Lakers on Spectrum. Uh, they were going to film the first minute of everybody's exit interview. And Andre Ingram got his interview. And this is what happened for Andre Ingram. What's up, Greg? What's up, man? How you doing? Nick, what's going on? What's up, coach? Thank you also for, I know we're supposed to meet tomorrow, um, but we had to move the exit meeting up to today because uh, the LA Lakers want to call you up <laughs> and sign you for the rest of the season. I wonder why those two big guys are back here. Wow. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you, boss. Well, yeah. you know, just come on tomorrow and get ready. Yeah. That's okay. all there is to it. Wow. That, I want that 48 percent. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, Toby. Congratulations. Yeah, man. They called me up his wife. the last two games of the season. <laughs> <laughs> She's screaming. 
won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Clippers Dodgers or Clippers Lakers with this. I want to ask you the same question, but right now it's the start of the season. Uh, you know, we're 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 in week two. We didn't we didn't we didn't or week three. We didn't get that that chat last week because I was in a coma, so we we didn't get on here. But you know, we're we're ten games in essentially for most teams. Nine ten games in. The LA Dodgers are three and six right now. They are up four nothing on Oakland. They're playing like they should, but. They've had a rough start, and, and it's against the, the Giants where they lose the first two games without even scoring a run. People are mad about Clayton Kershaw being 0-2 this year, yet he's only allowed, like, two runs. And it's like, well, I don't know why you're mad at Kershaw because he's had not one run come in when he's played. So that's, that's like, how frantic people are already because, of you know, this team's three games under 500. Right now, the Los Angeles Angels – may have the most uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to good way to bring this up like like to describe it because I want to talk about this gentleman but they they might have the most must see thing in the in the entire league right now Shohei Otani without a doubt 
if you're with, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, I just, I, I mean, you, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even, I think, I think I know what your question is going to be, but as far as the most must see thing in, in baseball right now, absolutely. I mean, I, if, you know, if you're Fox sports West, who has the rights to the angels and the Clippers, why are you not tearing down your Clipper banners and putting Shohei Otani's face everywhere? And not only this, you know, 40 or 60%, whatever the number is, in L.A., can't watch the Dodgers because Time Warner and DirecTV are having that dispute. You know, so if you don't have Time Warner cable and you have DirecTV, you can't watch the Dodgers. So half or whatever the number of, of people in L.A. physically can't watch the Dodgers from home. You can't get the MLB package because you're, it's a blackout. Yeah. you got to go somewhere to watch it. Why are the Angels not capitalizing on this? Uh, I mean, that, that's a bigger business question more than anything. I mean, and, and realistically, like, uh, it, it might have more MLB implications more than anything. It might not just be local or regional aspects. But but fact of the matter is, uh, let, let's, let's get down to the brass taxes deal. We can talk about the, the, the marketing aspects all we want. But uh, whether whether they're marketing in the city or not, back there's there's people talking about there's people talking about Otani. I mean, this dude's killing it. What the, from what I heard today, there's they're running commercials for the current games, and like they're showing Albert Pujols. They're not even oh, showing Mike Trout. Why oh, are that, like, that's, the, their marketing department's doing an NHL at this point, if that's the case. But, but and that's my point is like, is 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 this a worse layup than than what the Clippers have been given? Like, how do you guys not advertise this? This this guy is your is is the deal. No, it makes yeah. it makes me. A, go ahead, go ahead. Three home part. runs, two wins, and like, like I I I think equivalently of like what, it's like something like fifteen strikeouts or something like that. He I mean, 16 games. He had a, he had a no hitter through seven in his second career start. This guy has more strikeouts than Max Scherzer and more home runs than uh, than Andrew Judge. Uh, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. I was they trying to not say, say Mike say Judge, <laughs> and I overthought it. I overthought it. Andrew Jones, like <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they they tied actually. Judge uh, with a solo shot tonight. Uh, they're the only run for the Yankees. Uh, in a 14 to one shellacking at the hands of the Boston Red Sox, but uh, but yeah, I mean Shohei Otani uh, just killing it. 19 at bats, seven hits, four runs, uh, seven ribbies. I mean this dude's uh, uh, ridiculous. He he pinched hit today, and aside from that, you know before the pinch hit, he was batting 389. Yeah, uh, it just it just gross. More A's than Scherzer, and do we have a no hitter going into the seventh? Like, you know, this this Angels team is nine and three. You know, they got they they got to jump on this. Is is Shohei Otani the most must see thing right now in in baseball or all of sports? I'm willing to even say in sports. Since I don't know, Tiger Woods on a Sunday. I mean, if you're uh, baseball, yeah, absolutely, yes, yeah. Say no more. Right, right now, right now. If I, you know, I, I got the the MLB at bat app 
if there's a live look-in on an Angels game and it's Otani batting, I'm going to click that button. If they got the live look-in, heck yeah, I'm in. In the, I'm listening to a podcast. In the middle of my podcast, I stopped, turned on my SiriusXM to listen to the Texas Rangers uh, radio feed so I could hear the Angels, and I found out Otani wasn't batting, and then I turned it off. Like, I, don't, I don't listen to much baseball if it isn't Dodgers, Twins, or Cubs. I really don't. And, you know, more so Dodgers over the other two. But I'm just, you know, two other teams that I will go, out and, go, I will go and listen to if they're on. Mm-hmm. I, I would never in a million years – well, I shouldn't say a million years, but I would have never turned on the Angels game since they had Torrey Hunter when I when I kind of became a little Angels fan because of Hunter and Vlad because, you know, I loved Hunter on the Twins. So, it kind of, you know, I went and got a Hunter jersey. It was 2009, so, I mean, it was, you know, you know, it was what it was, but, you know, I had to support Torrey Hunter. And, you know, I went out of my way to stop what I was listening to that I was, you know, things I was listening to to actually research for tonight – just to hear if Otani was going to bat, so I could try to hear it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, and even so, I mean, the baseball already off to a really interesting start. Just, just outlining some of the things you said. You got the Dodgers, and it's April, folks. I mean, let's not let's not get too crazy. We're not going to go ahead and crown anybody anything, but uh, it's an awesome start. It's what you want for your start of your season, especially coming up on some uh, some some playoffs and even draft, which sucks away so much time and. and and uh, and thought from some of these uh, MLBers for their long season, but you got some really really interesting things going on. You got the Mets who are nine and one magically. Uh, Do you remember how, how did we dog Mets with Hagberg oh. like three weeks ago on our preview show? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got the we, Boston Red Sox who are nine quick, and one right now. Real quick, we we did a, a team preview of the Nationals, Braves, Phillies, and Marlins, and said we're not going to waste our time on the Mets. Aside from talking about Syndergaard, yeah, and the fact that we talked about the Marlins over the Mets is just ridiculous. But, but <laughs> like, because uh, we wanted to talk about how much peril there was, that was more important than. Tra- I, I apologize to Mike Greeno, our, our resident New Yorker, who listens. You know, yeah. and look, that's and you know, not not to stop your momentum, but that 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 proves the chaoticness of just three weeks ago. This was one of the, we maybe reviewed. 23 out of the 30 teams and this is one of the teams we blew off yeah yeah it, it really was it really was and, and 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 at the same time again it's still april and the mets are still the mets so you give it a moment of time before what their, their their arms are still fresh they'll blow those pitcher <laughs> arms up in no time i mean it's just it's just it's 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 like a clock it's it's true as time it's going to happen um so you <laughs> Nine and one Red Sox that they lost their opener, and they yeah. now they're on a nine game win streak. Yeah, it just kind of it's kind of gross uh, looking at that. Uh, you know, but you've got a lot of parity too. I mean, you know, there's a couple top heavy portions. The Astros, uh, you know, they're uh, they're nine and three in that same division in the, in the West. There, uh, you got the you got the Mariners still uh, above five hundred, where I think we thought they weren't going to be much to look at. But again, you know, there's still some. It's it's super early, but it, honestly, some of these baseball nuggets have been super fun and, and, and to see. I mean, obviously, you had uh, the three-headed monster go off the other night in uh, in in New York. Um, you know, tonight, obviously, the bats are a little chilly. Um, lots of strikeouts on that team. I think John Carlos got 22 strikeouts already, um, which is kind of gross. That's uh, almost half of his at bats. Um, 
You'll see, you know, but uh, Aaron Judge, 13 strikeouts. But Judge, Gregarious, and uh, Stanton, they all have three dingers uh, as far as that goes. So kind of uh, kind of scary when you think about that, if they can start getting some uh, some offensive output or, or some decent bats. Batting 289 with a 522 on-base on percentage. I mean, he's playing. He's leading in, in batting average, home runs, RBIs, on-base percentage, and hits for this team. I mean, oh, yeah. he's stepping. For sure, absolutely, and and that's and that's awesome. I mean, you know, like I said, they, you know, once the once and it, you know, some of these veteran pitchers that their team is made up of, to be perfectly honest, they're uh, by and large, you know, they, they're they're guys that get heat in the middle of the season, not necessarily in the early ones. So it's a long season, uh, you know. But uh, again, you're you're seeing uh, you're seeing some some things that you wanted to see and some things that you didn't want to see. Is what, what I'll tell you. Like, I, I think it's it, it made today's game not for the first game of the series uh, or season for the Yankees and uh, and Red Sox not quite as enjoyable when you have a big heavy inning where uh, they, they I think they got nine runs in. Yep. He passed the grand slam. I know. I think he had five ribbies tonight. So yeah, the grand slam was a big deal. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean, he's he's batting four thirty two right now. Also, Betts is killing it. Um, Say it ain't so. Cano still hitting uh, four fourteen for Seattle there. See, got us, got us. You home, homie. Robinson Cano, you coming with me? Forget the J line. Oh man, that's so good, man. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, you got uh, Roberto Osuna just saves all day apparently for Toronto at this point. And Toronto, one that we kind of we we talked down on too. We didn't think it was going to be much a deal. I, I can thankfully say that right now I'm not looking as bad as I did with the Yankees where I said I think that these bats aren't going to work as well as everyone thinks because they're going to be so top-heavy. Yeah. Uh, Gary Sanchez, look, as much as we talk about Giancarlo Stanton, 11 games, 22-hour strikeouts, he's striking out an average twice a game. He has more strikeouts than total bases, which for a guy who hits 60-some home runs, it's, that's incredibly ridiculous. But Gary Sanchez is batting a 0-5-6. And he was supposed to be another one of those big bats to help this lineup. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad. Stanton's batting 196. I mean, Brett Gardner is batting better than both of them combined almost. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's going to continue, but this was kind of what I thought was they set this team up to have such high expectations by bringing in Stanton that I think you got to sit back and realize that teams are going to come at this, this batting lineup a lot different with their pitching because of it. And it's showing that they, they're, they're figuring this out. I mean, you know, even, even with these bats and they're, you know, and they're basically a 500 team aside from tonight, you know, they, they, they have worse runs allowed than, than score. You know, this is a team who should be a plus, not a negative. Oh yeah. Well, like, and that's, like said, that's what I'm saying. The pitching, the pitching's got to come down to earth. Yeah. You know, you look at the central. Twins are five and four, and they're in first place. That's not a good thing for how bad this division could be. White Sox are three and seven. Royals are three and six. Tigers are four and six. Cleveland six and five. So we got a shot to at least maybe do something because that division is so terrible. That I'm kind of happy that five and four we could take first. But I'll tell you one thing that I don't remember ever seeing, and part of it is because 
I don't remember when a season has started in March before like this, but have you ever seen a, a season that have had so many games canceled because of, of not rain, but it's just too cold? It's incredible how many postponed games there's been over the last week and a half for the start of the season. Me and Alex were going to go to the Twins-Astros game on Sunday, and it got postponed because it was 20 degrees. I, uh, I on a side note, want to uh, say I am ashamed of uh, the state of Minnesota for making that call. Um, or or whoever, in the org- whoever in the organization uh, said, hey, let's, let's not play. Because they played in very similar weather just the night before, and, it, and it's kind of kind of perplexing a little bit as far as that goes. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I'm going to keep that 100 as far as that goes. That, sh- that game should have occurred, especially given the fact that uh, it did not start snowing until late in the evening. Well, and, and they, but that's the thing is they said this game was postponed due to cold. They didn't even say snow. They said cold. Like, yeah. I mean, what, what is Jose Altuve like? Oh, my hands are numb from standing here in the infield. Yeah, like, you know, okay, put some jackets on these guys out there. Yeah, like, come on. And, and, and again, that's a, that's a home field advantage, you know. Like yeah. let's uh, about it. You know, you know? Let's, let's let's throw some what pitches is, in the freezer. <laughs> what is what is what is uh, what is Escobar on the sidelines like? Nope, nope, I'm not going out there. You know, Max Kepler's crying or something. Like, come on, you guys are. <laughs> I just imagine Kepler crying. You know, I'll tell you one guy that wasn't cold, Iron Buxton, because he's probably just running laps in the outfield because he's got book G cardio, it seems like, out there. Oh, Buxton no. was ready. And if we still had um, uh, your boy Bartolo Colon, he'd be out there in a t shirt because he's got so much man meat. He ain't cold. You no know, doubt. let's get some things like that. I just, it blows. I mean, Pittsburgh and Detroit, I think, had like two or three postponed. They kept trying to play and kept postponing. I've never seen so many postponed games in the first week of the season in my life. And this yeah. is the, you know, these teams play every day. You've got teams who have played already 12, 13 games, and you've got some teams who have played eight times because they've had so many postponed games. It's, it's just like, it's baffling. Uh, you know, uh, picking up uh, a little, touching a little bit on Houston, their uh, Verlander three games played, twenty three strikeouts over eighteen in, uh, in two thirds innings, uh, still with a one point four five ER. Looks like he's picking up where he left off there. Uh, that's pretty gross for for a guy who's what been in the league for uh, how long? He's, he, I think he's only thirty two. I don't think What's he's that? that old. I think he's only thirty two. Oh, but that's, I mean, that's, that's where you start your downward slide for pitchers, though. And, and given the fact that he throws, you know, a 100-mile-an-hour heater, you would think that arm would give out a little more. Yeah. Oh, he's, no, okay, he's 35. I, I, do, I, I am wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah 145. Yeah. yeah. Um, here, here's the thing I'll say with him, too, and this is kind of testament to Brian Cranston last year. The Dodgers need to go get Verlander. People need to stop worrying about his age. He's on Detroit. He looks bad. He'll win us the World Series. They didn't do it. Houston did, and he won them the World Series. And now because he's on that same team with those same bats, he might be on his way to a Cy Young. Yeah. And it, it shows that he wasn't sliding. It was Detroit that is just trash. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, again, I think, what do you, what do you go, 9-1 and one, uh, after the trade or something like that? I mean, just. Oh, it was just ridiculous. I mean, it was it was, it was lights out. I mean, it was just lights out. And, and he's doing it again. I mean, he's, he's 
just playing tremendous with this team. Houston showing no signs of slowing down. Uh, fun, like, fun tidbit. Yeah, for talk about pickups and trades, uh, Odorizzi, uh, not a bad pitcher. I'm kind of uh, kind of impressed with the guy. It's like okay, well, I didn't I didn't know that was good. And remember how it was like, oh, he's going to be day one. You know? Yeah. I mean, they beat the Astros four one. Odorizzi gets the victory. You know, I'll take it. Yeah, I think uh, I think if he has a if he has like a crazy game, you heard it here first. Like where if he mows down like uh, let's say like fourteen batters or something gross, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like on the on the big strikeout call. I'm gonna be like and the odor eater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so somebody said so this is the spring season and the north still gets snow. Uh, about the Twins postponed game. And then somebody said, yep, it's global warming. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. It's, people are like, it didn't even snow. Wind, oh, they said because the wind chill was a negative five during the day is why it was, was canceled. Uh, thank you to Isla Scottish Terrier. I don't know who, what that means. But that's their username. Thank you, thank you for that, for your weather prediction or whatever the hell. Never mind. I still don't know. I still don't approve. I still I don't I either. St- like, uh, all right, there, there's no snow on the ground. They're not tackling each other. All right, hit the GD Tell ball. Me. All right, throw if, the if GD I'm, ball. Run around in the grass. If I'm Chris Carter, or let's not even say Chris Carter. Let's let's go to the enemy here. And um, uh, I'm I'm Sterling Sharp, okay, and I'm catching 100 mile an hour passes from Brett Favre in Lambeau without gloves on my hands, and I don't have a problem when those things are probably breaking my fingers. Suck it up. Yeah, I think uh, if anything, it gives us a reason to you know take uh, take Bud Grant uh, out of the freezer and put him on the mound for the first pitch in a flipping polo in minus five degree weather. Let's go. Okay. Oh, so it's, it's like, come on. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like all the, all this. It's come on. Just, just play. I'm not asking to play in a blizzard for the record. I'm not. Well, I'd no, be okay with it could... too, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they they could play in the rain like we're watching De Niro pitch the snipes in the fan because that'd be tight as hell too. Let's just hope they don't have a switchblade instead of the ball though. That might get. <laughs> oh my god, what a reference! <laughs> that movie was tight. Bobby, um, Bobby, yeah, Bobby. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, it's it's an er- it's an early season. You're seeing some things hash out. You're seeing some things not. Um, I'm excited to see what it comes, and uh, yeah, we uh, we got to sneak out to a game uh, when, it, when it warms up, as I say that. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to show up to the game, but I'll watch the damn thing. It's cold out there. <laughs> but, but to be fair, we're not getting paid, okay? We're going to pay them to drink their, their beer and boo them when they fail. So we need to be a little relaxed. I think that's a fair. I think it's a fair ass assessment, Jordan. You know, looking at just some some other 
surprises out of nowhere. Um, you know, so, some of these teams, the Atlanta Braves are kind of doing a little bit of what we, we kind of thought they might. They're over 500. Brandon McCarthy, they bring him in from the Dodgers, and a lot, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, is he going to be Ricky Nolasco and just be another Dodger pitcher who was good because he was on the Dodgers? You know, he leads the team and he's got two wins, two of their six wins. They're over 500. You know, yeah. I'm, that's a good. Uh, speaking of McCarthy, uh, pitches tomorrow afternoon against A.J. Cole. So, uh, you know, you get a nice uh, little day game for Atlanta and Washington. Um uh, as far as other must-see TV, it's, it's obviously Yankees Boston. You got Masahiro Tanaka versus David Price on the mound tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be on the MLB Network. So um, if you're if you're looking to get your New York and Boston fix um, and see if they can do better than one run against uh, against the Red Sox, this might be the game to watch. How baller would uh, Tanaka versus Price have been six years ago? Here's the thing: is both both of them are, I think, are the best uh, the best pitchers on their teams right now. Really? Uh, I, yeah, I don't think Price has given up a run yet. This uh, given up a run this year. Chris Sale's got a 106 ERA with 23 Ks. What is what does Price have? Uh, David Price. Now I got to click on his his dang old dang old name. Old uh, name there. Uh, he's got uh, he's he's only pitched uh, seven innings because he's only got looks like he's only gotten one start under him, but he's got a zero point zero ERA. Okay, okay. How many K's he got? Uh, five. Okay, uh, so he so he's allowed one less run, but he's got eighteen less K's. I think it's a fair trade off. It's a fair trade off because yep. shutouts are really what help. Um, okay. What about Sever- what is what is Tanaka sitting on? Luis uh Luis Severino obviously tonight's a bad example, but he's he's he was two and oh going into tonight's game. Uh he had a two four five ERA with, with twenty four he had fourteen Ks at two four five ERA and was two and oh going into tonight. Tonight obviously changed the ball game when Mookie Betts beat that ass, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. What is Tanaka? Uh, Tanaka, two games, uh, two games played, twelve innings overall, two point nine two ERA right now, fifteen Ks. So yeah, so yeah, I I don't I can't disagree with those. It's, so that's that's an interesting stat seeing those guys, um, and that's that's what the Yankees and Red Sox need is those those journeymen who were stars that are starting to come down still be a nice middle of the rotation. And that's that's going to be something that's going to keep those teams, I think, alive where other teams start to slide. So good good take on those, good take on those. Um, bringing this in out of nowhere because it didn't upload. When we talked Atlanta Braves, uh, we got to talk about a very young star, Ronald Acuna, I believe. Acuna Matata, baby. Let's go. Matata. What a wonderful day. I'm just kidding. Hey, we're taking it away. With baseball season starting this week, we're going to get to know a prospect who may be an impactful player very soon, and that is Ronald Acuna from the Atlanta Braves. The reason why he should be talked about is the fact that many believe he is the most major league-ready prospect since Chris Bryant in 2015. He's been making noise in the minor leagues for the past few years, and most recently tore up the Grapefruit League, hitting 432. If you listened to the show last week, you would have heard a lot of optimism about the Atlanta Braves. What's most remarkable is the fact that Acuna is only 20 years old, 
is Major League Ready and could be called up at the end of this month. If you haven't heard of this guy before, it's time to get on board because this may just be the beginning of one of the future stars of the league. Former Braves outfielder and current scout Ralph Gar even said, I think he has a chance to be in the Hall of Fame. Definitely a hot take, but one that projects the Braves winning ways to return in the near future. Ooh, Hayward dropped a little knowledge that he was on the show before this one. Or before uh, the last, yeah, before last week, because we missed that last week. But <laughs> put himself when he was on the uh, MLB preview show uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> Shut up underneath that bus real quick. Thanks, Hagberg. <laughs> shout, shout out to Hagberg, always coming through. He's, uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe once a month we might have him come on for a segment, talk baseball, just kind of have him break down his thoughts on it. And then we'll kind of um, awkwardly force him into doing a live get to know him on air when he's kind of not oh, ready. That'd be so great. I, I, I can't wait. Um, speaking of get to know him, tomorrow, uh, standing eight count, we will be. Live at 11 o'clock tomorrow night, after an hour after the pop culture. So you're getting double duty song style media tomorrow night. Uh, we do have a new get to know him, and it's the man that we will be covering live, uh, potentially backstage interviews, the whole nine yards. Uh, Jamal James, who's headlined the PBC card that we will all be attending on Friday. Nick Hagbert dropping his first boxing get to know him tomorrow, Jordan. I can't mm. wait. <laughs> if he puts any of the effort that he puts in these baseball ones, and even, I mean, I, some of these college player ones, he kills me. I, yeah, Hagberg. Hagberg's a dude. Uh, Elijah, I know. Mad about how much I put over Hagberg's draft. Now he's getting put over about segments on your show. Uh, please don't kill us. We might have to. <laughs> oh, man. His, I can't wait. I can't, his boxing anal- analysis. I'm just, I'm just going to go ham on it. um but uh yeah the good stuff awesome having him on too so um yeah you know obviously you know i know i just called the uh the the yankees and uh the red sox must see but obviously in our region we're going to be looking at uh i i think two things obviously we have the timberwolves but also uh doesn't something else start tomorrow Oh, 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 oh my lanta it does and, ooh, we got to do this one more time. Crap. I was all excited, ready to go, because I saw our time with it. We're going to get it to you, but first, this is part two of this, bitch. I already heard the song once. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to drop by because we already did all the conversating about him, so I really don't have to do a lot. But, damn it, Shohei Otani is my real MVP for part two, man. I, I don't know what else to say. I, we were watching WrestleMania on Sunday, and Jordan's like, we got to have two real MVPs this year or this week. And I immediately cut him off and said, I got dibs on Shohei Otani. I know it's probably the obvious one, but I got dibs on Shohei Otani. And he just kind of laughed and said, okay. I said, okay, good. <laughs> so, we already talked about him. I don't know. I don't need to say anything else about him. Jordan, who is your second real MVP of the week? Uh, you know, I, and it's, I, I feel sad. Was it was, is the Shadeen brothers who are hanging it up this year? Yeah, Daniel Hendrick Sedin of the hated Vancouver Canucks. So, so the Sedins, uh, obviously, uh, their their final NHL game I thought was uh, was fantastic. Um, obviously, they they went out not only with a great with a great good goodbye, but I feel like I, if I remember right, I watched them dish an assist in a final goal to win the game, and I thought <laughs> that was a, that was a hell of a way to go out. I mean, that's just. 
Henrik to Daniel for the for the final goal. I I, I just thought it was just that's something you want. Your family, you're going out, you're you're retiring in the same year, and then uh, you know they 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 finish the game uh, you know four three over the uh, over the Coyotes with with an assist and a goal to to the family. So so shout outs to the Shadines there for a great NHL career, um, seventeen years. And uh, and yeah, that was uh, that was my my MVPs. <laughs> well, call them call them the Shadines or the Sadines. They're still pieces of bleep. Because <laughs> sorry, I just dude, I'm so bitter about the Canucks, bro. Don't you remember when they were in our division? And like, I mean, we would have fights, and people were getting injured. Like they hated each other, and the Sadines always killed us. Just yeah. like Jerome McGinley. I hate him. Oh, I can't stand I the Sedins. I know. But, yes, but they're, at the same they're time. fantastic. They, they've won <laughs> scoring titles. They've won MVPs. I, I mean, you can't, you can't discredit. Shout out to Vancouver back in the day going out of their way to get, excuse me, move up and get the number three pick when they had the number two pick already to get them both. I kudos oh, yeah. them for that. And it worked, uh, except for the fact they didn't win a cup. They got to one and got slapped by the Bruins. But yeah. that's beside the uh, point. You know what time it was, right? When that happened? What time? It, uh, it was about eight past Luongo. Oh. You know who I wish would have put eight past Luongo and it never happened that way? Is 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 these guys. You remember this? Remember this song? Oh, uh, yeah. Now, we don't have that song anymore, so I'm going to stop playing it. Because now, now we're all about Prince here in Minnesota. That's and he okay. wanted to talk about a big game tomorrow in Minnesota. Man, that thing played way too I couldn't get it off my phone. I was getting pissed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, if we were, like, live streaming this on, like, YouTube or Twitch or Facebook or something, you'd see me and I was all, like, jacked, like, I'm, like, side staring at my microphone. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I can't, I, can't, I can't get the song off. And then I completely failed. But that's okay. Because Jordan... You asked me, what is the number one game in our market tomorrow? We'll tell you next. Sportscast Radio. Pure late night hip-hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffind Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust me the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my power. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it I've seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because this how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut.
this right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to I it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh my. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is... He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Like, I can't... What are you... I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jistra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, rockets, pokes, sports, basketball, chef, survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Uh, that, that one threw me for a curve, man. That wasn't on the original playlist. Uh, I didn't know that one. <laughs> I, I apologize. Uh, we will, we will, we will, we will rock you. I was not in my library, and with how late I was already running as it was to try to get this show going before ten, I just grabbed a seven dust song on random. Oh, nice. <laughs> like here we go. Let the tap root guy. <laughs> with this <laughs> the way he sings tight as hell Lejean, shout out to him uh, not to be mistaken for Lil John, he looks just like him but it's Lejean. so just say it uh, it's funny it's funny you say that obviously a uh, segue to that would be the fact that Lil John was an avid I believe season ticket holder to the Atlanta Thrashers who obviously <laughs> do not exist anymore <laughs> And they are, are are now known as the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, now that team goes up against our Minnesota Wild for Game One of Round One of the NHL Stanley Cup Playoffs. I I gotta tell you, this is going to this is going to be awful. Uh, the game's at six o'clock tomorrow. I work till eight thirty, so I probably won't be home till nine o'clock. Then I got to be back on radio at eleven with with Elijah. I have no idea how I'm going to go spoiler free and still watch this game without staying up till three in the morning tomorrow. But I got to figure out a way to do it. <laughs> I've, uh, you got to just pump it through the radio. Listen, to, listen to the to the to the radio call. You know, there's I don't like I love playoff hockey. I like listening to hockey on the radio because you can hear the glide of the ice and the and the and the the, yeah. the tape the tape passes, uh, and the call is always awesome. Uh, that's something. No. 
and whereas TV sometimes doesn't quite get it for me sometimes. Now, nothing against Kevin Fullis and Tom Reed. I love the way they call the games. But I don't – the problem is, as an example, so I have my Samsung Galaxy 8 and on my iHeartRadio. If I play K-Fan, it's going to give me just generic Fox Sports Radio, and they don't play the hockey game because they don't have the licensing on the iHeartRadio. Mm. So, I could call SiriusXM and say I want SiriusXM more than just my car I want it on all my devices now and, and do it that way That's a possibility If I go that route Then that means tomorrow While I'm at, at my shoot job For the last two and a half hours of my shoot job I'm not going to have my earpiece in my walkie-talkie. My earpiece is going to be in my headphone jack, and I'm going to be listening to the game, not able to answer anyone needing help. <laughs> I think that's a good dilemma, and I've tried it, and it works when I was cleaning something, and I was listening to um, a podcast instead of being on the radio, so it does work. Um, nice. Shout, shout out to anyone that I work with that is listening. I blind you, and as your boss, you are not allowed to do that. I know there's a couple people that may be listening <laughs> about this radio thing. So I didn't think that through and gave you the speech, so I'm going to shut my mouth turn it over to Jordan for a minute while I pick my tongue up and put it back in. There you go. So that being said, uh, so we have some awesome, awesome, awesome stories in regards to this, uh, this, this NHL playoffs. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lead with the obvious one first. We're going to get the, uh, we're going to go out the door with the, with the big one. Can Sidney Crosby and Phil Kessel and those Penguins go three in a row? I, you know, it's, it's the old homage we always say with the NBA and the NFL. You don't bet against LeBron. You don't bet against Tom Brady. In the NHL, I think <laughs> Capitals fans in general, but um, as I alluded to, Philadelphia Flyers fans who are playing this 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 child of mine, Sidney Crosby, you don't bet against Sidney Crosby. And I, I just until they lose, I don't know who I don't know I don't know if anyone beats them. You know, it's 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 literally you know, okay, they're not you know, ooh, they're not they're not the top seed, you know. You know, they're they were second in their division. They're they're uh a team that made it in, not getting to play a while, you know, and everyone, you know, dogs that they didn't have the greatest this season. Yes, they were, you know, 18 games or 500, but it, they didn't seem as impactful as normal. Look, this team still was 26% on the power play, led the NHL. They averaged over three goals a game, third in the league. They still can score goals. They still are the most when – when you have Kessel – Crosby, Latang, and Evgeny Malkin on your power play, there ain't no team in the league that can combat that. And when they're over 26% and you get about four or five penalties a game, you need to realize that from the start of the game, you're already down a goal because they're getting one out of four on the power play. Until somebody beats them, I, I can't bet against them, man. I just can't. And let's be honest, my son's been alive for two years. I named him Sydney. Sydney's two and zero since he's been born in the Stanley Cup. So I mean, it's it's clockwork, man. It just, it just I don't know what to say. I don't know who All beats right. him. 
That, now, I, I took that, in, and I probably should have did this in reverse order, but at the same time, it's one of those things that it, it's, it's the obvious one, right? I, you look at that. Um, what about, and I know you touched on it just briefly, what about Ovechkin? Obviously, you know, a 600-goal uh, 600 scorer uh, in his career, can't get past Sidney, uh, Sidney Crosby, uh, but they go up against uh, Columbus in this first round, I believe. What, what do you see yep. for the Capitals? Do they have a, do they have a shot? Look, they're, they're, a, they're a great regular season team. They, they put on numbers that always wow everybody. You know, they were ninth, over three goals a game, allowed less than three. So, I mean, they had a positive on their goal end. Seventh on the power play, just a, just a smidge over 22%. So, you know, not, not Pittsburgh's level, but they're definitely doing numbers. Pittsburgh was 20th goals against, I believe. You know, Washington, like I said, I think is like 16th. So, Washington definitely is, it, you know, they look great. They do everything that's right. But they just don't seem to be the same team when the playoffs start. Look at, once again, Pittsburgh coming coming into this playoffs. They went and got Derek Broussard to be their third-line center. When you got a guy who most teams would have as the number two, and you could even argue in a couple cities Derek Broussard would be the starting center, and because of Crosby and Malkin, he's the third center on that team. Washington doesn't have the depth to match up to that. I just I don't see how Washington can can – do enough to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've never been able to do it. Do you think they they, they, they obviously get out of this first round? Do you do you assume that right off right away? Maybe. I mean, they played the eight seeded Toronto Maple Leafs who haven't done anything in years last season, who were led by Mitch Marner and Leo Komarov and William Nylander and a guy named Austin Matthews who are all first year players and hadn't seen any ice time in the playoffs ever. And it took them six games to win that. Yeah. Colorado's got a lot more skill, or Columbus, excuse me, a lot more skill. And they got this dude named Sergey Bobrovsky backstopping that team that is a stud. They score goals. They're a tough team. And, you know, once again, the depth is what scares me. When, when you're you, – you get rid of Nicholas Backstrom at center – Evgeny Kuznetsov is your number two. Okay, that's not a terrible thing. Um, Kuznetsov had, had had 56 assists, so he's dishing the puck well. You know, he almost hit 30 for goals, but he, he's dishing the puck well. But then when your third center is Jay Beagle or Lars Eller, I mean, you don't have the depth to match up with some of these teams and not to go back to them. But when you're running Crosby, Malkin, Broussard, it just, it's, it's a matchup nightmare on the draw. And I don't know. I I see Columbus taking this to potentially to seven games. I think Columbus has a real chance to take it that far. I don't know if they can win it. But I mean this team still had forty five wins. You know, they, they were they were top ten in goals against average. They had a really bad power play and a really bad penalty kill in Columbus and I think that's one thing that definitely hurt that team. Um Artem Benarin, their leading score at eighty two points. So that they, they weren't getting the output that, that you want. But when they would score goals, they would score goals. Three points behind Pittsburgh. They were a point behind Philly. If they would have surpassed Philly, we would have seen a rematch between 
Pittsburgh and Columbus again, which Pittsburgh took last year. So Columbus is about the same spot that they were in. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't see him making I don't see him making enough noise. I, okay. I think I think you look at Tampa Bay, who luckily the Florida Panthers beat Boston four two on the last day of the season to clinch the number one seed. They get they get the New Jersey Devils now, a team that had the number two pick in the in the draft last year, grabbed Nico Heeshire. And now they managed to sneak in as a wild card, make the playoffs. They got Taylor Hall from Edmonton, which if you remember the beginning of the season, a lot of us picked Edmonton to make it a deep run by cause, because they traded Taylor Hall and got Adam Larson to, to backbone that defense, and it didn't work. Edmonton's nowhere to be found. They were terrible. And Taylor Hall's potentially could win the MVP of the season. He played so good for this Devils team. He hit, you know, best season of his career, hands down. You know, 93 points. Came out of nowhere with a team who was garbage. But Tampa's such a strong team. I think Tampa gets an easy win here. And now Boston has to play that same resilient but better Toronto Maple Leaf team that gave Washington fits. You get Boston and Toronto tiring themselves out. You get Washington and Columbus potentially tiring themselves out. I think Pittsburgh goes through Philly. I think you're basically seeing Tampa and Pittsburgh getting a gift draft semifinal to lead to a Lightning Pens conference final over in the uh, over in the East. Yeah, I, and and you know I was going to ask you about Taylor Hall here. Actually, I, I had such a good rhythm going with my questions. I thought I was going to get you get you uh, get you on the back and forth there, a little tape to tape, if you will. That was my. You, just, you, I started you took the East there. You just went. You went. You went. Uh, you went across that uh, that blue line. You were like, Nah, I got this. <laughs> my fault. My fault. Uh, and you know, uh, it, it, and part of it, part of it too was you know to be to be fair, was you know you mentioned these these matchups and how intriguing this is, and in the midst of of going back and just pulling up the scheduling to kind of see, you know, the, the time away because you know we only have three games the first night we got five the second night so they're running a three three five and then a three four so some teams are going to get an extra day off and it was just you know I'm looking at this going man, New Jersey snuck in there. With a, with a bad squad last year. Like I said, they got Nico Heeshire, who almost would have been the number one pick, but Philly wanted Nolan Patrick because he fit their style more. So the Devils were gift wrap Nico Heeshire. And as we alluded to a couple weeks ago, these kids in the NHL are coming in not needing five years in the minors to develop. They're coming in at 18, making an impact. You know, you got New Jersey, and they, they snuck in. But, I mean, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. They are so good. And I, I picked them every year to make a run. And I always I know say, you do. the I only thing ask. that's, yep. And I think I know what you're going to get at right here. I got to ask before you jump into it, is, is Stamkos going to be healthy? Is he going to be, uh, going to be leading the team to the promised land? I, you know, and that's, that's where it comes in where that's what scares me is will, excuse me, will this team stay healthy? And by the way, I didn't even realize the two parallels with the devils, right, by the way, Taylor Hall with 93 points at 41 more. Well, excuse me, I'm choking. Had 41 more points than the second leading scorer on that Devils team. I'm sorry, you said That's you're choking. A, I'm choking. He, I don't. Are the so Sharks he, in the playoffs? Uh, unfortunately, they are. They play the Ducks, I believe, and they're probably. Well, gonna, I was going to say. Whenever you mention choking, I always think of the Sharks. So, uh, <laughs> carry, carry on with the East, and then we'll move on over to the West here. 
Taylor Hall, 41 more points than the second-leading scorer on that team. You want to talk about the epitome of an MVP candidate? He took the, the second-worst team into the playoffs by almost doubling number two's points. Yeah. That's one of the most impressive feats I've ever seen somebody come out. And he did it on a, te- on a new team, a team he has no chemistry with. Yeah. And here's the kicker. The guy who was number two was the second pick in the draft, Nico Heeshire, who didn't need five years to develop. Once again, proving my point that these kids are coming in ready to go. But they yeah. play the highest scoring team in the NHL, the third best power play, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nikita Kucherov, 100 points coming out of nowhere. Steven Stamkos did not play the final three games of the season. Listed his day-to-day. Everything I've heard is he is going to play. So I'm not scared. But to, to, to close that question off, I don't like that he's going in missing the last three games. So that's where I'm at. All right. Uh, let's, let's skip on over to the West. I know I, and, and, and I feel bad doing it, but I think we can agree the, the series to watch in the East, if, if you were going to say it right away, I, I, I'm going to say it's, it's the Devil's Lightning and it's the Maple Leafs and Bruins. Would you say those are the two first-round series to really focus on? I, I, I would say yes uh, for the fact that Philly-Pittsburgh is always fun because of the in-state rivalry, but we kind of know what we're going to get there. You know what those series bring you. The fact that Toronto's in a two years straight, New Jersey's in as well, finally getting back on their feet, you're getting to see two young teams. And I think that, once again, it's great for the game because people are going to be exposed to Nico Heeshire. They're going to be exposed to Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and guys like Leo Kormorov. We're going to see more young talent, which in the long run is what the NHL needs. And Boston is always a team that draws. They're the hottest team in the league since the All-Star break. I mean, Tampa was the number one team in the NHL, and they almost – it took a losing on the last night of the season to stop them from having the number one seed. That's how big of a comeback they came. So they're telling a good story. But once again, Tampa Bay scores goals. They score almost four a game, the highest in the league. And everybody loves scoring. We got about about two minutes left. Let's uh, let's try and get a minute in on these these West Coast ends. Uh, I thought you you paused on me. I was was still going, but go ahead. Keep going. Let's let's go to the West. I'm sorry. I didn't want us to go over uh, over too far either. Um, Peter Kucherov and Steven Stamkos and company, I was psyched. <laughs> this, 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 oh man, this is what I've been dreaming about. I know it. I know it. it. Spe- speaking of dreams, obviously we got. Uh, we're going to go to the big story right away. Obviously, you got the the Las Vegas Golden Knights starting the season uh, as one of the, the hottest in hockey. Obviously, setting a, uh, a a expansion team record. They go up against a seasoned Kings team in round one. Who do you got? You know. I think the the fun answer is obviously to say the Las Vegas Knights. You know, no team has ever made the playoffs in their expansion year. They had beat the expansion record in points that I believe was set by the Florida Panthers in, like, February or early March. Uh, this team was the, the, you know, they won their division. They were the third best team in their conference, and they were the sixth best team in the entire NHL. But the thing that scares me is they went 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. They were the number one team over Tampa Bay, and they fell behind Winnipeg and Nashville. 
and started to come back to reality, it seemed, right at the end of the season. They go into the playoffs on a losing streak, two-game losing streak. I don't want to say the magic is over, but when you get into playoff hockey, we've seen the Kings as an eight seed win the Stanley Cup. They're coming in as a seventh seed. Not much difference when you have Jonathan Quick in net and you have Drew Doughty as you're, you're, you know, one of the best defensemen in the league. I don't know if, if the Vegas Knights are going to be equipped to handle the different style of play of trying to beat a multi-Stanley Cup winning goalie who's won cups on his own. Absolutely. You know, you, you touched on some of the leapfrogging that occurred here, um, possibly the hottest team in hockey uh, also right now. Uh, the National Predators, uh, obviously they got that uh, Central Division number one seed. They go up against the Avalanche. They got a, a potential Hart Trophy finalist in Nathan McKinnon, uh, who's a young gun, 22 years old in, in, in the league. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Colorado traded away Matthew Shane, which blew everybody's mind as he was their – you know, their centerpiece on that team as much as, you know, McKinnon's a stud and Landis Cog are, are fantastic pieces. But Matt Duchesne was kind of that cornerstone. They traded him to Ottawa, and a lot of people thought Colorado was already selling and they were going to be done, and they backdoored themselves into the last, you know, the final seed, the eighth seed, the last wild card. But you mentioned Nashville, who won the Central Division. They also won the President's Trophy. They had the best record in the NHL. When you have Ryan Ellis, P.K. Subban, and a guy named Roman freaking Yossi, who's tremendous. You have three of probably the top seven defensemen of the NHL. And you got that guy, Pecorine. You got Ryan Johansson up front with Philippe Forsberg. I mean, the list goes on and on. I know the Cinderella story for Colorado is a good one, but don't be shocked if Nashville sweeps them. Oh, and I, I, I think you're, you're right on that, uh, right on the nose. Um, Let's see who else do we got. I mean, obviously, we, this one's going to be a tough one for us. I am going to note also, uh, actually, the uh, the Preds went 4-0, swept Colorado on the season. So uh, maybe a, a thing to come. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we're in the West. You know, we're going to have Minnesota Wild against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, obviously, only a four-hour difference. Uh, or I'm sorry, eight-hour difference if you're driving it. Um, and uh, in, in even less than that, very close uh, confines. They will travel down here, uh, but we are going to open up uh, uh, on the road with Winnipeg. What, what's, what's the story here? Do we got a shot? Real quick to get it out of the way, because as you alluded to earlier, there's no need to talk about it. The Ducks will beat the Sharks. Now we can move on from that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't want to sound over-skeptical, but this is one of the two teams that I wanted the Wild to play. I, I was hoping for Winnipeg or I was hoping for Vegas because the same reason with Vegas. Winnipeg's never made the playoffs. They, they never really sniffed it. Um, as the Thrashers, they maybe made it once when Kari Leighton was channeling his John Sebastian Jaguar of old days. And, and they had Danny Heatley and, and Ilya Kovalchuk and guys like that. Winnipeg has you know, um, Patrick Laine, who could be the next Timu Solani-like player, which is in, just makes me infatuated with the, with that team. Dustin Bufflin on the back end. You know, Blake Wheeler put up 91 points, led the team in scoring, which is a tremendous thing. Mark Sheffley was, a you know, plus 19, which is really good for a team. 
but this team was second in goals, only behind Tampa. But they were fifth in goals against. They were fifth on the power play. They were a top ten penalty kill team. Winnipeg did everything right this year. They and they were, you know, they tied Tampa Bay for the second best record. And they were two wins away from taking the President's Trophy. Tremendous leaps and bounds. I give them that. Tobias Enstrom, Jacob Truba, and Mr. Morrissey, three of their starting defensemen, are all day-to-day and may not play. I know we're missing Ryan Suter, which is a huge blow. But when three of your six defensemen might be out, that is a big deficit for a team who's never played a playoff game and doesn't know what it's like to be in the playoffs. The Wild have had a lot of heartbreaks. We've lost to some really good teams in the playoffs. And I know it's very skeptical to say it, but this is a team that I think we can get by. Eric Stahl's playing out of his mind. And I'll tell you what, I, you know, two, three, six goals on average. Connor Hellybuck doesn't scare me in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't exactly, care. Uh, coming on strong also uh, last, uh, last week or so. I like that. And, and, you know, that's, that's the thing we do. You know, Nino Niederreiter's back playing. We got Jared Spurgeon back. So I know if we had Suter, it would make it a lot better. Maybe it goes seven. But I don't think it's far-fetched that Minnesota pulls us out. I mean, we had 101 points. We still we still did well. And the one thing, too, the Minnesota Wild get hot every year in, like, December or January. And then we cool off when the season winds down and we get cold as the playoffs start. This year we got hot at the end of the year. We got hot finally at the right time. That's not something that happens. So I think that's something we need to look at that is different is – we didn't cool off going in. We heated up going in. And we're playing in an experience. So I, I like our chances. Speaking of inexperience, only time uh, they've made the, the playoffs since moving back. They got swept by Anaheim in 2015. Um, and then the previous incarnation, uh, before they moved to Phoenix in 96, they only got past the first round only twice. They've never made it to the third round. I, I like our chances against Winnipeg. I, too, wanted actually to play Winnipeg. Um, I, I just don't like the fact that uh, we get to we, we're gonna we're gonna be hosting some uh, some Canadians down here uh, when it comes to these games. But uh, home field home ice games, I like our shots. I think we have, I think we we might be bringing people up there too. I mean, you're you right. Know, from, you're absolutely you're 100 right. You're 100 right. From the Winnipeg guys that I've wrestled with, you know, they said it's a six hour drive to get to the cities from Winnipeg to Minnesota to do indie wrestling shows. So it's a six-hour yeah. drive. That's not a lot. Yeah. I think we bring the. I think we bring fans too. I and I think it's going to be a fun series. But you know, I love that you brought up that history because you look at the '93 Winnipeg Jets team when they had Teppo Newman in and Phil Housley in defense. They had Keith Kachuk, Alexi Jamnov playing with a guy named Timu Solani who had 76 goals as a rookie, and they lost in seven to Pavel Bure, Bob Asenza, Trevor Linden, and those Vancouver Canucks. So they yeah. could, you know. With that incarnation of a team, with a guy who's never had anyone score as many goals as him since 1993, that team didn't get out of the first round. Absolutely. Ryan, why don't you send us home tonight? (laughs) I don't know how I want to close it because I I wanted to talk a little more puck because I don't know who I want to pick. I was trying to buy myself time. Oh man, no, we will we'll 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 do a a nice recap of the first uh, first round of games and then we'll get your official picks. Here's, here's going to be my close-up for you, because I, I do want to touch on this real quick before we get done. The Las Vegas Golden Knights had a chance at the trade deadline to pull off the ultimate move and get arguably 
the only guy that, that really can challenge Crosby and Connor McDavid for the best player in the league, and he's not a forward, is Ottawa's Eric Carlson. They have enough salary cap where they could have signed him long-term, and to sweeten the pot, they could have took Bobby Ryan and his god-awful contract back to, the, to Vegas with Eric Carlson and threw picks back to Ottawa, giving them something for Carlson, which they think they're going to lose, and giving them salary relief with Bobby Ryan. If Vegas adds Eric Carlson, I think that team makes a run to the conference finals. Carlson's that good, and that would have been the piece I think that could have done it. I, I will say right now I think Vegas is a player there with Eric Carlson in the offseason, but I think if they lose to, to the Kings, they're going to be regretting not making that trade at the deadline. I think that's the biggest story, in my opinion, going into this playoffs. Is this team is historic? They were two fifty to one to win the Stanley Cup. We were there in Vegas, and they go in as the two seed, and they may blow it because inexperience didn't tell them to pull the trigger and get the number one defenseman in the NHL when they had a chance. And I'll tell you what, Jordan, Tampa Bay went and got the number two most available defenseman and a top 10 defenseman in Ryan McDonough to already go and play with Victor Hedman. That's called making moves. Tampa did that to solidify themselves in that East Con- Eastern conference to defend with Pittsburgh. But when you have a chance to get the number one defenseman who's in his prime and you don't do it, I think they regret that. Hmm. That's uh that's poignant, poignant uh, hockey talk from Ryan, who I'm but- sure was chomping at the bit. <laughs> To get it, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send us off tonight. Strong Style Media. Make sure you check out uh, our coverage coming up on those PBC events. Uh, I know Ryan's got a lot going on with the uh, with the Wrestlecast Radio, with a lot of recaps coming off of Mania. And shout outs to Bartolo Colon who got that clutch one out on on the, the hottest hitter slash pitcher in baseball. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.